Okay, welcome to our first Mission Somerset podcast. Um, we hope that this 30-minute podcast will give you an insight into not only the work we're doing, but also who we are as people. So um, there's myself, Ben Taylor. Uh, Jan Nidiadwo. Carol Damien. So this is the first time we've done anything like this. So we're a bit nervous about whether we're going to have an argument or disagree with things. But we wanted to show people the amazing things that God is doing through the work we're doing. But also to give people an honest understanding of what it's like to work closely as friends and brothers. So um, we hope that you enjoy this this 30 minutes. And more than that, we hope that it encourages you to devote yourself more to Jesus um, because anything that we do in his name anything that we'd like to want to do about disciple making and church planting has to come out of our own relationship with Jesus and our relationship with others so before we get into it let's take a minute to pray so Jesus we thank you that you have called us to be your disciples and your followers you've called us to love you and to love one another Yes, Lord. And we pray that you would draw out of our hearts some things that will be encouraging and inspiring to the people mm. that are listening today. Yeah. Amen. 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 Okay, so this, this first podcast, the, the title of it is um, How Did the Story Begin? And um, I think I'm going to ask Damien to, to, mm. to kick us off and tell us, Damien, where did your... Where did your story with Jesus begin and, and, and how did it get to this point? My story with Jesus began in Turkey. I used to back down on the streets of Turkey in Istanbul with my grandparents. My mother ran away from my father for he was beating her to death. Even now I remember the last time he lifted up my little sister from her hair and smashed her hair into an iron gate and forever she's been disabled, never able to recover since that event in, in sort of psychologically or physically psychologically yeah and um, my mom ran to turkey so there is a lot of mosque in turkey and i used to basically pray to allah in seeking jesus really so you went with her to turkey i did yes me and some other of my brothers and what, what year was this this was in the year 1995 or 1996 how old were you then? I was about the age of six or seven. Yeah. Yes. And um, basically, I was sitting in the mosque, praying to Allah and saying, is this even real? Because if it's real, I'd like to know. What, that there is a God? That there is a God, yeah. yes. And um, I haven't found God there until I was of the age of 12. We moved back to Romania, a very long story, how did that happen? And I went to a Pentecostal church. And there for the first time I prayed in my own native language, which was Romani Gypsy. Not many people could understand me. I just was convicted of my sin. And I said, Father, forgive me for all the sins I've done. The people around me, they could not understand what I was saying. But this guy just put his hand over me and he started praying in some weird tongue. I did not understand. And then he says, God has forgiven you all of your sins. And all you have to do now is give your life to him. I couldn't believe how on earth did he understand what I was saying. So those are my beginnings. 
And ever since I started to seek Jesus, I got baptized at the age of 16, and I entered into mission by the age of 27. Mm. Can you just say a bit more about, because you were in um, northern Romania, you went back from Turkey, and you were, what, probably about 15 when you went back to Romania? No, I was 12 years old when I moved. And you went back to the gypsy village that you originally came from, and but you you got involved with the uh, like a Pentecostal church, but it was a, it was a it was a mission, wasn't it? But founded by a guy from Manchester, is that right? Yes, it is correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, why don't you fast forward a little bit, Damien, and tell us um, what what has the story been like since you came to the UK? Well. I moved into England in a small town, Curry Rival, to get married. That's why I moved there, to be honest. Or to find a woman? No. Oh. I moved in Curry Rival because I wasn't allowed to marry my wife in Romania because of my different background. She was a Romanian and I was a gypsy, so it could not happen in Romania. The fusion would not be allowed to be. Okay, so you've had quite a bit of prejudice against you from being a gypsy? Yes. So after I moved to England, I got married to my beautiful wife, whose name is Emma. And then I started to work in Tesco's as a customer service assistant. I had other jobs as well besides that. And then I worked my way up through a program called Options. I've been doing it for two years. Option is a program of management. And after two years, God just spoke to me on the aisles of Tesco. I want you to come out and do mission work, go and tell others about who I am and how I've forgiven you and how much I love you to the point where I could not bear to hear God's voice and not do anything about it. So you were working at Tesco's. Yes. Um, was it night shift? It was night shift, yes. And you were working in the aisles and you felt God was calling you, would that be fair to say? It is, yes. And, and, and how did you hear that call or understand it? Explain a bit about that. Okay. So basically, my journey was a very hard one because I was a, a bench-type Christian. I would go Sundays to church, be on my bench, not really get involved with the brothers in church because I was always scared what they think about my belief or how good am I in theology or how much I love God. And all of these questions were troubling me. And because of them, they were like a barrier. I could never be who God made me to be. So one night in Tesco's, I read... In the letter of John, because it's John 1, John 2, and John 3. So the letter of John, the first one, chapter 3, verse 9. Whoever sins is of the devil, but whoever does not sin is a child of God. And those verses really struck me to the point where I started to read the Bible like a crazy person. I even now believe that I read the Bible probably twice in one night. I think it sounds impossible, but I believe that. What, the New Testament? No, the, the whole, whole of the, the Bible. Whole. Wow. I don't think it's possible, but somehow, weirdly, my, my brain says, I've done it. I don't know how. <laughs> and um, I just received this strength conviction inside me to the point where I believe I heard the voice of God talking to me. I genuinely did. Mm, wow. So what did you do about it then? So after God said he wanted me to do mission work, I started to pray and ask God um, how to do this work. So in my local church, I went to seek out a famous uh, preacher, evangelist, whose name was Chris, Chris Gad, I think his name is. And um, 
Yeah, it is Chris Cat. And after trying to get in touch with him, for some weird reason, I don't understand why to this day, we just didn't come together. And after praying about it even more, I met with uh, my pastor, Matt, telling him about the deep desire and the call of God on my life. We met at Weatherspoon, and it didn't seem to lead anywhere that either. And after praying even more about it, I went home that day thinking about a friend of mine whom I known for 10 years but never really had a relation with. His name is Ben Taylor, who is here with us today. Hi, Ben. Hello. <laughs> and um, basically, my wife said, have you thought about Ben? Because he'd be a guy who can help you do mission work. And when she said it, that was like a confirmation. Maybe that is what God wants for me. So I got in touch with Ben. Great. And we can talk a bit more about the story after that, a little bit more maybe in this podcast later. But thank you, Damien. Um, yeah, but um, I think, um, um, I know you're, you're pointing at me, Damien, uh, Ben, but I think uh, you're chomping at the bit to say something. And uh, I think you should let, let you out of the stalls. And let's, <laughs> let's see, you, let's see where you, where, what, how come you ended up? Uh, where you are, where uh, uh, how did it start? And because uh, you you came from a, a, a Christian family, and they were doing like youth work at the church, local church here, um, and uh, so you came out of that. Yeah, let's hear what. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, as you said, Jan. So, you know, I've been brought up as a Christian. You know that you go to church on a Sunday, that you read your Bible, that you you pray, you meet with other believers. Um, but probably about maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago, um, me and my wife, Catherine, who's from Australia, you know, we began to feel that God was calling us to do something a little bit different. You know, I remember um, Catherine sharing the story that she was walking home from the church uh, meeting we'd gone to. And um, she felt God was saying to take her shoes off. So you can imagine... You know, this seeing this lady walking through the streets of our little town with no shoes on. It was probably in the winter. Um, but she felt that God was saying that he was calling us to walk on paths less travelled. And that actually, by taking your shoes off, you feel the road more. Mm. So, um, you know, around that time as well, we were leading a house group with young adults. And that was happening in our in our home on a Wednesday night. And, you know, neither me and my, my wife um, are what you would say theologically trained. You know, we've not been to Bible college, we've not done any of those things. And um, all we knew that we were meant to do on that Wednesday night was to help these young guys connect with Jesus and connect with each other. So, you know, all we did was we did a bit of music, we had some food, and we decided we would just go through the book of Matthew with these young people and um you know after about six months it was it was really exciting you know a couple of people had left because clearly they didn't really want to know about Jesus and that's okay um but all the other guys you know they were really growing in their faith and they were starting to ask questions like how are my friends who I meet at the pub going to know about Jesus or how are my friends at work going to know about Jesus and um Anyone who knows me will know that I'm not very good at keeping on doing things for the sake of doing it. And I began to think, you know, this is really good what's happening in our house on a Wednesday night. But 
how are we going to empower and train and teach these young adults that we're discipling to continue this work and disciple the people they know? Because all of the people they know would never go to the church on a Sunday. Mm. You know, as good as as good as the church meeting could become, as modern as you made it, and all these things, there was there was a too big a gap between the culture of the church that we were part of on a Sunday and the ninety nine percent of people in the world. Mm. So that started to create a lot of questions for me, um, because I thought. I believe in the church. I believe in gathering with other believers. But above that, I believe in the spread of the gospel Mm. as the command that Jesus has given us. Mm. So we began to ask a lot of questions. Around that time, you know, I felt God call me in a similar way to Damien um, to quit my job. I was doing some care work and I felt God um, clearly one night call me, invite me. Um, challenged me to quit my job, to give myself to prayer. So at that stage, we weren't thinking anything about church planting or mission or anything. It was a, it was a very strong calling and sense that God was wanting to birth something for us. And I felt this burden and anguish in my heart and that the only thing I could do is to give myself to prayer. So I went into um, work the next day and handed in my notice and I started to do exactly what Jesus had told me to do, give myself to prayer. Um, and ever since then, we've never been employed by anybody or had a wage, but God has provided as we've tried to give ourselves to prayer and honour him and do his work. So over time, God opened some doors to travel to other countries um, and to see how Jesus was building his church in other cultures where maybe they couldn't do a lot of the things that we take for granted here in the UK. You know, I saw the church in China that had to meet in secret in in homes. I saw the church in India where they have no material resources, but they would go to village to village to preach the gospel and plant churches with no money. And I saw God was causing his church to be fruitful in other countries in a way that I didn't see in England. And what I'd heard growing up in churches and in Christianity in in England and the UK and the West, the reason for that was because the ground was harder in England and the UK. And I had to get to the point where I felt I needed to disagree with that and say, actually, that's not a good enough excuse about why the kingdom is not coming in the UK. It's not good enough to say, that people are not coming to faith in the UK because the ground is too hard. Because in other countries, I saw people fasting and praying, staying up all night, weeping. I saw, you know, churches gathering together where every single person was being trained to be a missionary. You know, I saw churches in China meeting in homes where everybody came and everybody was expected to make disciples. And I saw that people in other countries were doing things completely differently. And the things they were doing looked more like what disciples in the Bible did. Mm. So I began to have a bit of an issue and a problem with the the form of Christianity that I'd grown up with and become comfortable with. And I felt that I couldn't do that anymore. I felt that along with my wife, we needed to model and we needed to live a different way. 
And we need to live in a way as disciples of Jesus who would begin to make disciples of people that are very, very far away from Jesus, to gather them together in churches that are more simpler and more real and more authentic. They might meet in a pub or in a cafe or in a house, but that when people met together, it was to be equipped and trained to spread the gospel, not just to come and sit down and to be a bum on a seat, because here in the UK, you know, maybe 99% of people don't know Jesus. And they're heading to an eternity without him. And it's not a time I feel to be sitting down in a church, in a meeting, feeling good about ourselves or our meetings or our times of worship. We have to allow, I believe, Jesus to redefine everything we're doing around his mission. That he wants to, his church to make disciples of all nations so mm. that, that people of all tribes and tongues know him. Mm. Yeah. No, it's good. I, 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 I sort of heard you talk uh, before about you know, you've, you've been to uh, China, and uh, I didn't know you'd been to India, um, but then that thing of where you saw other other people, nationalities, uh, uh, you know, treating the gospel as something very practical, some something very much boots on the ground. Let's do it. We can do this, and and you were comparing it to what you saw in in this country. And, and obviously that gave you a lot of impetus to, to bring that here. And uh, I hadn't heard that before, so that was, that was quite interesting. Mm. I think, general. you know, when we, um, you know, the last thing I will say is the more we've done mission, the more we follow Jesus, the more I've realised the most important thing is what's God calling you to do? Mm. And, um, you know, when we were in a time of prayer, thinking about what is it that God is calling us to do, we're asking a lot of questions about church and all these things. God clearly called us and challenged us and said, what needs to happen to see every person in your part of the UK transform with the gospel? And I believe that that is the foundation of everything that we're trying to do in Mission Somerset. Mm -hmm. The question doesn't start with what should church be like or what do we like or what songs do we like or... How are we going to solve this issue? The, the, the challenge from Jesus is he wants to transform the one million people in Somerset. And what is needed to see that happen? Mm. So, um, you know, I remember being at a meeting with church planters and people were going around sharing their vision or their hopes. You know, and I was sat there having this burden on my mind, thinking about the million people of Somerset. And I was listening to the things that people were saying. And they're love they were lovely people, genuine followers of Jesus. But they were talking about church planting um, in the way that a lot of people think. And by that I mean hiring a whore, having a paid leader, sitting in rows, all these kind of things. And, you know, I was listening to what people's goals and hopes were. And a lot of people were saying things like, we want to, we want to see three churches planted in the next 20 years. And as I listened to all of these hopes, I felt really, really challenged and discouraged because I thought, if this is what we're hoping for, Jesus's work is not going to be done. And I felt God say to me in that meeting, imagine starting a movement which led to a, at least a thousand churches being planted amongst a million people of Somerset. And that's, that's what I think about every day. 
and that's why we started Mission Somerset and that's why now uh, we're building a team. Mm. Yeah, I think just to, you know, uh, for my sort of shout of the podcaster um, about you know, Jesus, uh, God speaking to us, um, is that um, he sp- I suppose he spoke to me, um, I think through like my pain and uh, you know you know there's something you need you know that the world can't feed you or supply you with the things that you need when you start to feel anxious uh, about the world that you, your place in the world you that you, you the skin that you're in um, you don't fit very comfortably with and it's very much to do with um, your childhood growing up and the world the way the world has lays expectations on you and uh, I suppose I, I came through, I went to art college, I'm a sculptor and I um, uh, had this issue of anxiety and social anxiety and so uh, coming from art college you sort of look to the grass is greener and so I, I looked into Buddhism and, and did lots of meditation through, the, through my twenties and carried it on into um, Sufism, anthroposophy uh, Gnosticism. I went through the whole um, uh, Reiki, crystal healing, um, and it was really like a huge desire I had to find healing, how to find peace, and to be comfortable in, in the skin that I lived in. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find it. Um, and it wasn't till mid thirties when uh, anxiety turned into a panic attack, turned into depression. And, and I was I was looking to do you know visualizations, positive thinking, trying to get myself out of like dark places, um, and looking and taking medication to try and uh, get myself to to heal. Uh, all the conventional ways that the world will say you know how you get out of these situations, but nothing was working, and uh, not until somebody said why don't you try looking at the teachings of Jesus Christ, and and. Um, and I'd given everything else a, a fair crack of the whip, so I thought, with the same token, I'll do that. And I didn't. I don't do, do things half-heartedly, um, like when I was in my twenties. Uh, I I was into gurus, and so I and I'd read this really thick book about this woman had gone to India to find a guru, and try and find enlightenment, and she it looked like she was experiencing that, and that's what I did. I I hitched off to India. I never got there, but. Um, that's how I determined I was. It didn't matter. I, I needed peace. I needed an answer. I needed truth in my life. And suddenly I arrived at Christianity and I was reading um, the Bible and I, 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 mean, I was going to a, a church and it was, had an evangelical element to it. And um, one night I'd, uh, I made a commitment and it was a fairly sort of shallow commitment, um, but it was a starting point. Uh, but and nothing happened for the first month, and then um, one night, uh, one day, I was walking around my hometown um, in Derby, which is where I lived before, and uh, I, I met an acquaintance, and I was chatting to them, and my, my personality was fairly sort of precarious, and as I was chatting to them, I, I muffled and stumbled over what I was saying, and I felt embarrassed and stupid after, after that, and I sort of repressed it, but what would happen? Uh, it was like a trigger point for anxiety and panic and I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and be looking at the hellhole of madness and this was over you know years 
of experiencing anxiety and and it was a real thing and it was like living a waking nightmare and it was a terrible terrifying and you and people that might be listening to this have experienced anxiety probably not to this extent but you know you know that sense of um, um, being incredibly uh, agitated and troubled in, in your spirit and you're looking for like solace peace and that night I got on my knees, got out of bed, got on my knees and I prayed to Jesus, uh, which was, you know, God come down in the form of a man called Jesus. Uh, and, you know, I, and I'd read that he'd fed thousands of people, he'd healed thousands of people. The only um, living, uh, only um, spiritual leaders that ever walked the earth that was raised from the dead. And that's who I appealed to that night. And I experienced an amazing peace a sense of uh, comfort that was pouring into me, uh, a sense of uh, um, the ground in, inside me was uh, solid. It was it was on firm ground where it was before it was sinking sand, and now I was on solid ground. As the anxiety was still there, but I had it for the first time in my life. I had the option to focus on this love, this comfort, this this light, this sense of, of peace. And I never let go of it. And I knew every time I read the Bible, I was, I was feeling it, experiencing that, that energy, that sense of, of love. And it was out, coming outside me, beyond me. And, and it was just pouring into me. I, every, and if I was in a church and I was praising Jesus, I would feel that power. And I just wanted more and more of it. And um, Could I just ask you, Jan, it interests me because you've obviously not grown up in going to church and things like I have. When... When you had your experience with Jesus and you became one of his followers, what were some of the things straight away that you felt that he was asking you to do? Or things that you felt this was normal for you to do as a follower of Jesus? I think that, that um, there was always this question that when you read the Bible um, that there was something to be done out there in the world about proclaiming God's uh, um, answer to the world, so a truth, uh, um, um, a message, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the same healing, the message that I received and I was healed through, that the, uh, there was other people out there that needed that, but there was, a, there was like this, there wasn't the bridge. I, when I was in the church, it was just people talking about things to do with the Bible, but not people role modelling that action outside, and it was like a burden on me, I like I wasn't getting it, it was my fault. And it was like the sword of Damocles over me. It was like, come on, yeah, let's get on with this. You know, the, look, I'm, it was like the Holy Spirit was um, you know, uh, pushing into me, saying, come on, there's something you need to be doing. And, and I didn't know what it was because it wasn't, it was, yes, it was happening in the Bible, but I couldn't see people uh, doing it in the church. And, and it wasn't until uh, there was the, the, a, a group formed that started to do an outreach to the youth locally in Langport, down here in Somerset, and they said, do you want to be part of this? And I knew what that first night, when we were sitting around, um, it was like a chimney of fire, and we, we were giving them teas and coffees and biscuits to these youths, sitting around chatting to them, uh, and they were sort of opening up, and we weren't teachers or parents, so it was quite neutral. And I thought that first night, yes, I was doing it. I was doing something that, that like, was, uh, you know, helping other people and sharing God's love, God's peace, and, and it was like massive relief. I, I can tell you, it was such a massive relief, and I, I felt blessed afterwards, and I thought I needed more of that. And um, 
And that was my sort of breakthrough out of that sedentary church uh, uh, mentality and the, and the gospel, which is, just seemed to be like a theory. And it was just starting to put it into practice. There was like the warm blood of, 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 of Jesus Christ pouring, come going in outside, beyond my, my world, into the community. And, uh, he, and eventually he said, right, I want you to, um, you know, stand outside this shop um, and uh, talk to people as they come out, which is a local sort of um, uh, one stop. And, and to, to start sharing the gospel with people and, and uh, you know, and then he said, uh, okay, I want you to uh, knock on people's doors. And each time that, that God would sort of upgrade me, I would say, no way, Jose, this is like too much. I can't do this. It's too embarrassing or, or it's too, too much of a, uh, um, a sacrifice. But then I, I, I would eventually, I would eventually um, cross that line and do it and be obedient. And each time he, uh, I'd get used to it, and then he'd give me another task, another mission. But uh, um, but each time I, I'd say, and I, I I'd probably just you know end it in saying that uh, um, God's grace, God's peace, God's strength, God's spirit was with me every time I stepped out on on those trials, those missions, uh, and and it was became an addictive thing to be in His presence, to be uh, with Him. I wanted just to be more with him, sharing the gospel, and and it's something that uh, just drew me more and more out, uh, and um, I'm, I'm I'm sold out for for, for that work and, and what Jesus is calling on my life. So and, yeah. And how Dan did you get involved with Mission Sunset? Um, well, through through your dad, he would he was coming to the same church as me here in Somerton, and um, and uh, he he would. Um, he kept mentioning, oh, my son, you know, he'd be a Ben. He's, he's like, he's, you know, he's very into what you're talking about. Because I'd go up on the front of the church and say what I'd been doing. Uh, and people sort of warmed to what I was doing. And, and, uh, but they didn't always warm to what you were doing, did they? Uh, no, not always. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, um, you know, hot and cold sort of relationship with, um, you know, because churches tend to be pastoral. And then they're not uh, apostolic. That thing of going out, you know, it, there's always a tension between the apostolic, the, um, that uh, um, uh, what's the word? I just used a moment ago. Apostolic. The, yeah, the apostolic versus the sedentary, for yeah. want of a, a better word. Um, that that uh, pastoral. That's the word. And and so yeah, there was there was, but then that's that's fine. And and uh, you know, okay, they they said certain things to me that. Uh, where you know sometimes they've discouraged me from going out and and uh, knocking on people's doors and telling them about Jesus um, because they didn't initially initiate it, but they did they did bless my work uh, uh, eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, you're going to say. Yeah, no, that's good. I have a question to ask Ben. Yeah. One of the things that I'm not sure if it is very clear on the podcast is that none of us is rich, and I think I'm right when I say this that all three of us live through faith. So Ben, my question to you is, just like I quit my job, Jan doesn't have a job, he does what he does, but we don't have an income unless God provides for us. What would you suggest to our listeners who are listening now and thinking, oh, should I be quitting my job and do what this guy's done? Yeah, I think I think that's a is a good question. Um, you know, I'm very mindful when I'm sharing my story that I talk about Jesus and obeying. God's will for, for your life because it's not about all doing what I'm doing or Damien or Jan 
it's about being a disciple of Jesus. So this, you know, I have lots of friends who they're obeying Jesus and making disciples by having well-paid jobs in an office and they're seeking to bring God's kingdom to the people they're working with. So, you know, I believe we're in a body of people, the church, and the, the, the goal is to help each other obey Jesus. So, you know, our hope from this podcast is that people listening will be inspired and encouraged to obey Jesus. Um, I've, I've recently written a book and I, I sent it to someone to look, to look at. And I said, you know, what did you think of it? And she said, I haven't finished. I'm really sure. I'm really sorry. I haven't finished it. I started reading it and God spoke to me and I had to stop and I had to start praying and fasting. And I said, that's really good because that's the point of it. This is the point of everything is to help people to be disciples of Jesus. So, you know, as a network, Mission Somerset, we meet as simple Jesus communities, churches, um, daily and weekly in homes, in cafes, in pubs, wherever the people are. And then we meet once a month as a bigger network. And then there's a small team of us, Jan, Damien, me and others, who, who are trying to equip everybody, all of the new disciples and all the people in our care, that, that they're the missionaries. You know, it's not just us as the special ones. It's everybody has a calling from God to make disciples. Everybody in our network is called to baptise new people and teach them to obey Jesus. And that's really what we're trying to do. And if people want to know a bit more about what we're doing, they can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just search us on Mission, the Mission Somerset. And we also have a website, www.missionsomerset.co.uk. And if you'd like to find out more, um, I'd like to share any of your stories about how Jesus has called you and how you've begun to do that, then we'd love to hear that and we'd love to make contact with you. Yeah, and share it, actually, share it on this podcast, um, your stories of uh, what, what Jesus has done in your life. And yes, we, 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 it would be great to hear, hear, hear that. So any input uh, on, with the, uh, at the bottom of the podcast, there should be a link uh, to an email or the, the website as Ben has said and send in your, your story it could be just a voice story or just you want to write it out um, just a, you know a brief thing like you you, you, you uh, chatted to somebody at Tesco about your faith in Jesus it could be just really small but it'd be great encouraging to hear that there's people out there that are, are trying to just reach out to people and, uh, and uh, yeah so that'd be fantastic also, Ben, I wanted to ask you one more question before we let our listeners go. How can we help our listeners? Is Mission Somerset to any help to them? Can you answer that? Yeah, hopefully it is. Um, there's a few different things. People could, could come and experience life in the mission here in Somerset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking at having weekends where people get trained, but they come and experience what it's like to be part of a movement that's making disciples. So if that's something that people are interested in, because a lot of us know the theory, but we don't know actually how to do it. Mm. So, you know, you come and stay with the team, come and live with us, warts and all, and you'll get to see that actually Jesus isn't looking for extraordinary people. He's just looking for people who will obey him and serve others. Mm. Um, If you 
look on some of our social media. There's also um, Jan's written a book called Harvest, which is a real, really good insight into some of the stories about what God's doing. Um, I'm about to release a book and we, we also offer training. So, you know, if you're a church or an organisation or a community of people where you you feel like you could do with a bit of a, a practical boost or some practical skills or tools, maybe to help you go from where you are to where you know that you need to be, then that's something that we can maybe help, help with as well. Um, so again, just feel free to contact us because you know we want to we want to help people everywhere reach everyone mm. you know we're working in somerset but you know we want to equip and help and inspire and encourage pray stand with people across the uk and people across the world and um because the work is to make disciples of all nations mm. thank you ben and now just before we go I think the question stands with you. What are you going to do about it? And how will you be able to use this responsibility that God just placed on your shoulders? So I'm just going to pray for you. So Father, I lift up these listeners, whoever they are, wherever they are, whichever parts of the corner of the world, that your Holy Spirit, Father, be upon them, and that this message was not a waste of time, But rather, Father, there will be warriors, people rising up for your kingdom, spreading all over the world, Lord, and making you coming back sooner rather than later. Change their minds, change their hearts, and we entrust them to you, Lord, that you will let this work grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, and I just pray that you just rate us as well, um, because there's there's a star rating you can uh, put on podcast. Uh, that'd be really good to send us up the ranks to to get us noticed as well. So um, thank you for listening. Yeah, because you you answered. That's great, didn't you? You said awesome. That must be positive. That must yeah. be right. Well, yeah. you wouldn't be asking that anyway. Uh, it's about three I was a bit minutes. worried because I've, I've had a bit of a cold, but I've been working on it. And yeah. yeah, he works yeah. all. There's nothing yeah. God can't fix. Can't do, yeah, fix. nothing. Yeah. Alex. You were sharing earlier on. Welcome yeah. everyone to this. Yes. Um, yes. Carry on. Uh, service, I suppose you can call it that. Service. Can yes. You call it yes. Service? Yeah. Why? Why not? Because usually fellowship is all about worshiping as brothers together. Yes. And Amen. you were sharing earlier on that you know Alex where anxiety comes from. Yes. And you said that it comes from a place where you're sitting alone. Yes. And how important is. To have fellowship, because when you have fellowship, yes. then you release your anxiety. Yes. So how do you know that? I know that because it it's it's the from from God. It, it you you uh, God. You know we're all God's people. You know. So then, if we are together and we're communicating and we're talking about God, then it just goes away. Really, in in mm. theory, like you know, it's the anxiety. It obviously stems down from loneliness and you, you, you're alone in your flat. But if you constantly have the communication, whether it is online, whether you phone up or like um, just that, just going through exactly, you know, even the apostles, like even Paul, Paul was alone in prison, wasn't he? Mm. But then he cried out to God mm. and God answered him and he gave the message to God. 
is telling him uh, um I can't remember what the message was. Can you can you can you Yeah. yeah. Um, um but Alex, how long has it been since you've been with God? Just out of curiosity, because whatever you shared with us is quite profound and deep and true <laughs> at the same time. Um I don't yeah, know it. Yeah. yeah. Um my <laughs> grandparents were religious. All oh, right. Yeah. They had the they had the King James Bible. They had yeah. the original Bible. Mm. Uh, the, the the black case one like that one really, but oh, it yeah. was it was it was big. Okay. And um they used to try and teach me things. My 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 grandmother would say like sleep is like money in the bank, like these little sayings. But what I was, think what's in the bank? Uh, sleep is like money in the bank. Sleep. Yeah, sleep. Uh, but it's not, not so much that. I think it's like when my grandfather, would, he would always refer to things like um, uh, it's important to um, just get up and do your chores. or do, uh, um, It always makes these poems mm. he'd always write out these poems actually I remember he Christian read, poems yeah Christian poems mm. about uh, through um, not going through like a candle in the wind but like um, it's almost that from that verse of James where a man is double minded mm. if he does not have um, the, f the faith uh, as a doer, he 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 he's only a hearer, oh, yeah. hearer yeah, of the word. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's that's from James. That is spot on. Yeah, that is spot on. <laughs> it's like well done. And just yeah. so you understand, guys, yeah. uh, that what is happening here is actually Alex is new in faith. Believe it or not, he just got baptized this Sunday. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. So how how did you end up getting baptized on Sunday? Can you share a little bit about that story, Alex? Uh, I got baptised on the Sunday, so I arranged a meeting with Jan, and yeah. we we went over. So I met you on the, the Friday. I met you on the Friday. Friday, yes. Yeah, it was Friday town. afternoon. Friday afternoon, I remember it well. Yeah. We were walking by, I was walking through town, and I spotted you. Yeah. Preaching yeah. the word of God, mm. the gospel, like you should. Um, and... I I was going to walk away but then I turned my head and I've I I had the I had some sort of will to go to you. I think it that was God telling me maybe to go and approach you and ask you certain questions or even introduce um even ask who you were. Yeah. I think it it felt right, yeah, that I was it felt right in the sense that it was you were a new person and I was reading I, I I've been reading the Bible for a while um for for weeks I've been reading Samuel I've been reading Samuel one and two Kings uh, about Solomon um and I just felt in 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 my heart and spirit that it felt right to go to you for 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 for, for um advice or or anything and i i, sh I shared my story with you yeah. about how i live alone i'm anxious and i have you know and 
there were certain sins I wanted to be cleansed of and I felt in the name of Jesus I needed to be baptised again you know a full and just to rephrase yeah. sorry to interrupt there you said to yeah. be baptised again yeah. you don't mean a full submersion you were so christened as a baby I was christened as a baby yeah that's the difference correct. Yeah, so you were christened yeah, that's, that's and this correct. was the actual baptism that, this is the actual baptism mm, this okay. is my first actual baptism and we went over didn't we to the cottage yeah the, 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 the barn the barn and mm. we had my mm. baptism there mm. so and then can I just say that mm. before that um, because th three times out of so two out of three times yes. when you, we're trying to get somebody baptised it doesn't happen it doesn't happen because, because that, that day that day health money people interrupt that a person's life mm. and it doesn't happen mm. you know because the, the enemy has legalities over them yeah. and it, because you're over the target with the baptism but he did come, and he, he came perfectly fit for that yeah. day to get baptized. Yeah, yeah. And he seems to really understand. He's repented of his sin. Yeah. He has committed his life to Jesus. He's being your disciple now, Jan. Yeah. And just a question, Alex. Do you yes. feel like you've been released of your anxiety since you've given yourself totally into God? Completely. So the cure to anxiety is to give yourself totally to yeah, Jesus. God. Yeah. To Jesus, <laughs> yes. To yeah. Christ. Totally let that's go, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what I need to do, really. I do hang back sometimes with different aspects and total trust, isn't it, that's needed. But, uh, and, you know, sometimes I do and sometimes I shrink back, which is you're told not to do. Mm. But I think with it's just... I don't know. I, I can't make excuses. It's just what I do sometimes, and um, you know, I can, I'll say on, on my defence, I keep coming back to God. You know, what I mean, sometimes I go away, slip away, or fall away, however you want to put it, um, and then obviously I know that's not right, and I come back, and I'm, I want to stay true and faithful. Actually, I've been baptized. Yes, but when do you feel most strongest? If you were to be honest with yourself, Gabriel. Yeah. Do you feel like your anxiety goes away whenever you meet with brothers and you pray? Yeah. Uh, or whatever you reach for the word? Or do you feel yeah. it does change? It doesn't change anything? No, it it's, does. It does. Do you yeah. feel that? Especially if I'm... Because I do spend time alone with God. And especially in those times, it totally lifts me out of my depression, my anxieties, my fears. And I become happy. I'm laughing with God. Sometimes God fills me with his Holy Spirit and, you know... Um, he just speaks to you, doesn't he? You know, and it's times like that, yeah, yeah. The, the, so when is lifts yes? Away, so when like is that. the hike of your anxiety? Like when you feel the most anxious? If you were to describe, mm. whenever I do this, that's when I feel the most anxious. When would that be? Like when yeah. are you at your peak time of anxiety? Okay, I, I think it's when um, I, I really believe that the devil speaks to us, and and you know he tries to pretend that it's God. Okay. You know, and so sometimes it would be might might be just a thought, but it's so strong that it feels like somebody's saying it, and and it's usually a negative thought, a fearful thought. It's like saying like saying this is going to happen to you, and it's not good. Something bad's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. You know. And then when I get that, I kind of panic, and I um, 
I sort of said, well, I'm going to deal with it myself. You know, I'm going to, and then I get angry because my way of dealing with it mm -hmm. is not always very good. Yes. And and then and then I start fearing because I think I'm probably going to make things worse and it's not going to work out. And then that's when my anxiety gets really quite high and mm -hmm. I start worrying. Yes. Yeah, so how it do you build into yes. worry really? How do you feel until I like with the, the information that Alex was sharing? How do you feel with that? Do you concord with that or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I really welcomed you here today. Yeah. Because I, I just. I know that yeah, fellowshipping you. and yeah. with other believers Praise and doing God. God's work mm. with others who also are um, brothers is is where where it's at really. It's um, you know we're part of the family of God then, aren't we? Because we all that's that's our king. That's God's kingdom, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know. So otherwise, you're in the world, and you're we are in the world, mm -hmm. and it's then that. You get all the attacks and everything else, but when the brothers come together, mm -hmm. you feel more strength, mm. more peace, and everything else. So, someone who's listening to you more. right now, mm. and obviously, a while back, I have wrote a message and I said, How relevant is it that you have exp of, of your life experience? How relevant is it that whatever you have experienced in your life yeah. to help to spread the gospel? Can you help anyone in any way uh, to deal with their anxiety just for the simple sheer fact that you have undergone it? You, you understand what anxiety feels like. Mm. And because you understand what it feels like, you can give this advice. You say, look, whenever you're there, I've done this and this helped me. What would that be that you've done to help yourself? Uh, basically, I would say for me, it is spending time with God and ultimately trusting him that he will take care of everything at the end of the day. Um, and it is basically leaving your cares with him because he cares for you, as it says, you know. He does care for, for us. And he has. I mean, throughout my whole life, he's never let me down. He's always, even though I've worried, when I think about even though I've worried about endless amount of things, he's always sorted them out. Mm -hmm. But it all seems to be like, the next one is like, will he sort this one out? But he's... When I look back mm -hmm. as a Christian, he yes. always has taken dealt care with of everything. It. Yeah, he's dealt with it. Mm -hmm. And all those things that I fear, more often than not, they haven't come about, you know. Mm -hmm. The occasional one might have done, but even that wasn't a big deal that I thought it might be. Yes. If I'd, and I think if I'd have given it to him earlier, mm -hmm. you know, I probably wouldn't have worried about it so much if I'd have handed it over to God. Right. All I would say is, trust God if... Um, and he will stick with him and he will he'll never let you down and he will sort it out awesome mm. well guys the whole idea of this spontaneous podcast was that you have a bit of what we do when we come together this was the whole purpose that okay. I allowed our podcasters to come into your living room, Gabriel, so that they understand what do we do in the meeting? What things are we talking about? You know, yeah. And this is a window into yeah. that. So now they can understand. Do we talk about anxiety? How do we deal with it? What teachings do we bring to it? Ultimately, we bring the scripture. And we're already planning to read some passages of scripture. Yeah. We're going to look into that. We're going to develop that and take it away into our lives and put it into practice. Yeah. But that's how we deal with anxiety. Yeah. If you if you are experiencing anxiety or if you're going through a hard time, um, please do contact us. Would you like to pray for Damian? Pray for the people? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Lord, I just lift up um, uh, the, the people that are listening. And, and as we, you know, Damien's voice and his words have uh, um, passed into the space that you're, you're sitting in right now. Uh, because it, there's, a, there's a, an urgency and a will and, and an anointing like here in this room. Um, as, as Gabriel a moment ago just started speaking in tongues, just felt the spirit move through him. And, and I pray the spirit right now, where, where you're sitting right now, listening to this, will come. His anointing, his power would move, his grace would abound. The atmosphere would be palpable with God's spirit touching your heart and your mind and your senses right now. And I pray that God will touch you in those areas that you are deficient, that you, he is our, um, our portion in this world, in this world, in this divided world between, between here now and heaven. We have to walk this path. In this, in this emptiness sometimes, but you are our portion in this world, and we now, we pray for God will meet you, we pray God will meet you in, in, that, in that shortfall, in that gap, we pray and seed in that gap right now, as four of us are gathered together, we're bound, we stand in your word, when we, when we lift up and praise Jesus Christ, to walk with us, that he is with us. Know that he is with you right now in that room, in that space you share, whether it's with you by yourself or with other people. Know it, have faith. It's only by faith that we, we experience the kingdom of God. Let your heart burst out and reach that, that, that closeness. The kingdom of God is closer than you realize. And touch and meet you in your needs right now because he's good kind gentle serving god and touching in jesus name amen. amen amen well thank you guys i hope you enjoyed this and be blessed yeah because you, you answered that's great didn't you you said awesome that must be positive that must <laughs> yeah. be right well yeah. you wouldn't be asking otherwise anyway uh, it's about three i was a bit now. worried because i've had a bit of a cold but I've been working on it. Yeah. yeah. He works all. There's nothing mm. God can't fix. Can't do, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Alex, you were sharing Alex. earlier on. Welcome yeah. everyone to this. Yes. Um, yes. Carry on. Uh, service, I suppose. You can call it that service. Can yes, you call it yes. Service? Yeah. Why? Why not? Because usually fellowship is all about worshipping as brothers mm. together. Yes. And Amen. you were sharing earlier on that you know, Alex, where anxiety comes from. Yes. And you said that it comes from a place where you're sitting alone. Yes. And how important it is to have fellowship because when you have fellowship, yes. then you release your anxiety. Yes. So how do you know that? I know that because it it's it's the from from God. It, it you you it, uh, God, you know, we're all God's people. You know, so then if we are together and we're communicating and we're talking about God, then it just goes away, really. In in mm. theory, like, you know, it's the anxiety obviously stems down from loneliness and you, you, you're alone in your flat. But if you constantly have the communication, whether it is online, whether you phone up or like um, just that, just 
going through exactly, you know, even the apostles, like even Paul, Paul was alone in prison, wasn't he? Mm. Mm. But then he cried out to God mm. and God answered him and he gave the message to God, uh, telling him, uh, of, um, I can't remember what the message was. Can you, can you, can you? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but Alex, how long has it been since you've been with God? Just out of curiosity, because whatever you shared with us is quite profound and deep and true <laughs> at the same time. Um, I don't no, know. It's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my <laughs> grandparents were religious. Oh, right. Yeah. They had the they had the King James Bible. They had yeah. the original Bible. Mm. Uh, the, the the black case one like that one really, but oh, it yeah. was it was it was big, okay. and. Um, they used to try and teach me things. My 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 grandmother would say like sleep is like money in the bank, like these little sayings. But what I was, think what's in the bank? Uh, sleep is like money in the bank. Sleep. Yeah, sleep. Uh, but it's not not so much that. I think it's like when my grandfather would, he would always refer to things like. Um, uh, it's important to um, just get up and do your chores or do, uh, um, he'd always make these poems mm. he'd always write out these poems actually I remember he Christian read, poems yeah Christian poems mm. about uh, through um, not going through like a candle in the wind but like uh, it's almost that from that verse of James where a man is double-minded mm. if he does not have um, the, f the faith uh, as a doer. He, 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 he's only a hearer, oh, yeah. hearer yeah, of the word. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm. that's, that's from James. That is spot on. Yeah. That is spot on. <laughs> it's like, well done. And just yeah. so you understand, guys, yeah. uh, that what is happening here is actually... Alex is new in faith, believe it or not. He just got baptised this Sunday. Isn't that right? Yes. So how how did you end up getting baptized on Sunday? Can you share a little bit about that story, Alex? Uh, I got baptized on the Sunday, so I arranged a meeting with Jan, and yeah. we we went over. So I met you on the, the Friday. I met you on the Friday. Friday, yes. Yeah, it was Friday town. afternoon. Friday afternoon, I remember it well. Yeah. We were walking by. I was walking through town, and I spotted you. Yeah, preaching yeah. the word of God, mm. the gospel, like you should, um, and I, I was gonna walk away, but then I turned my head and I've, I, I had the, I had some sort of will to go to you. I think it that was God telling me maybe to go and approach you, and ask you certain questions or even introduce, um, even ask who you are. Yeah, I think. It it felt right, Jan, that I was. It, it felt right in the sense that it was you were a new person, and I was reading. I, I I've been reading the Bible for a while, um, for for weeks. I've been reading Samuel. I've been reading Samuel one and two, Kings uh, about Solomon, um, and I just felt. In, in, in my heart and spirit, it felt right to go to you for, 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 
for um, advice or or anything and I, I, sh- I shared my story with you yeah. about how I live alone I'm anxious and I have you know and there were certain sins I wanted to be cleansed of and I felt in the name of Jesus I needed to be baptized again you know a full and just to rephrase yeah. sorry to interrupt there you said to yeah. be baptized again yeah. You don't mean a full submersion. You were christened as a baby. I was christened as a baby. Yeah, that's a difference. Correct. Yeah, so you were christened. Yeah, that's, that's And correct. this was the actual baptism. That, this is the actual baptism. This okay. is of my first actual baptism. And we went over, didn't we, to the cottage. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the barn. The barn. And yeah. we had my mm. baptism there. Yeah. So... And then can I just say that mm. before that, um, because th- three times out of sort of two out of three times yes. when you we're trying to get somebody baptized, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because because that that day, that day, health, money, people interrupt that a person's life, mm. and it doesn't happen. Mm. You know because the, the enemy has legalities over them, mm. and it, because you're over the target with the baptism. But he did come, and he, he came again, perfectly fit for that yeah. day to get baptized. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. he seems to really understand. He's repented of his sin. Yeah. He has committed his life to Jesus. He's being your disciple now, Jan. Yeah. And just a question, Alex. Do you yes. feel like you've been released of your anxiety since you've given yourself totally into God? Completely. So the cure to anxiety is to give yourself totally to yeah, Jesus. God. Yeah. To Jesus, God. yes, to yeah. Christ. Totally let that's go, a, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's what I need to do, really. I do hang back sometimes in different aspects and total trust, isn't that what's needed? But, uh, and, you know, sometimes I do and sometimes I shrink back, which is you're told not to do. But I think with it's just... I don't know. I, I can't make excuses. It's just what I do sometimes, and um, you know, I can. I'll say on, on my defence, I keep coming back to God. You know, what I mean, sometimes I go away, slip away, or fall away, however you want to put it. Um, and then obviously I know that's not right, and I come back, and I'm. I want to stay true and faithful. Obviously, I've been baptized. Yes, but I'm when just... do you feel most strongest? If you were to be honest with yourself, Gabriel. Yeah. Do you feel like your anxiety goes away whenever you meet with brothers and you pray? Yeah. Uh, or whatever you reach for the word? Or do you feel yeah. it does change it doesn't change anything? No, it it's, does. It does. Do you yeah. feel that? Especially if I'm because I do spend time alone with God and especially in those times it totally lifts me out of my depression, my anxieties, my fears. And I become happy, I'm laughing with God. Sometimes God fills me with his Holy Spirit and you know um, he just speaks to you, doesn't he? You know, and it's times like that. Yeah, yeah. So it when is lifts yes? Away, when that. is the hike of your anxiety? Like when you feel the most anxious? If you were to describe, mm. whenever I do this, that's when I feel the most anxious. When would that be? Like when yeah. are you at your peak time of anxiety? Okay, I, I think it's when um, I, I really believe that the devil speaks to us, and and you know he tries to pretend that it's God. Okay. You know, and so sometimes it would be might might be just a thought, but it's so strong that it feels like somebody's saying it. 
and and it's usually a negative thought a fearful thought it's like saying like saying this is going to happen to you and it's not good something bad's going to happen to you mm -hmm. you know and then when i get that i kind of panic and i um i sort of say well i'm going to deal with it myself you know i'm gonna and then i get angry because my way of dealing with it mm -hmm. is not always very good yes and and then and then i start fearing because i think I'm probably going to make things worse and it's not going to work out and then that's when my anxiety gets really quite high and mm -hmm. I start worrying yes yeah, so how it do you build into yes. worry really how do you feel until I like with the, the information that Alex was sharing how do you feel with that do you concord with that or yeah yeah I mean that's why I really welcomed you here today yeah because I I just I know that yeah, fellowshipping and yeah. with other believers Praise and doing God. God's work mm with others who also are um, brothers is is where where it's at really it's um you know we're part of the family of god then aren't we because we all that's that's our king that's god's kingdom isn't it mm -hmm. you know so otherwise you're in the world and you're we are in the world mm -hmm. and it's then that you get all the attacks and everything else but when the brothers come together mm -hmm. you feel more strength more peace and everything else so someone who's listening to you right now, mm. and obviously a while back I have wrote a message and I said, how relevant is it that you have, exp of, of your life experience, how relevant is it that whatever you have experienced in your life yeah. to help to spread the gospel, can you help anyone in any way uh, to deal with their anxiety just for the simple sheer fact that you have undergone it, you you understand what anxiety feels like, mm. and because you understand what it feels like, you can give this advice. You said, "Look, whenever you're there, I've done this, and this helped me." What would that be that you've done to help yourself? Uh, basically, I would say, for me, it is spending time with God and ultimately trusting Him that He will take care of everything at the end of the day. Um, and it is basically leaving your cares with Him. Because he cares for you, as it says, you know, yeah. he does care for, for us, and he has. I mean, throughout my whole life, he's never let me down. He's always, even though I've worried. When I think about, even though I've worried about endless amount of things, he's always sorted them out. Mm -hmm. But it all seems to be like the next one is like, will he sort this one out? But he's, when I look back mm -hmm. as a Christian, he yes. always has taken dealt care with of everything. It. Yeah, he's dealt with it, mm -hmm. and all those things that I fear. More often than not, they haven't come about, you know. Mm -hmm. The occasional one might have done, but even that wasn't a big deal that I thought it might be. Yes. If I'd, and I think if I'd have given it to him earlier, mm -hmm. you know, I probably wouldn't have worried about it so much if I'd have handed it over to God. Right. But all I would say is, trust God, if, um, and he will stick with him, and he will, mm -hmm. he'll never let you down, and he will sort it out. Awesome. Mm. Well, guys, the whole idea of this spontaneous podcast was that you have a bit of what we do when we come together. This was the whole purpose that okay. I allowed our podcasters to come into your living room, Gabriel, so that they understand what do we do in a meeting? What things are we talking about? You know, yeah. And this is a window into yeah. that. So now they can understand. Do we talk about anxiety? How do we deal with it? What teachings do we bring to it? Ultimately, we bring the scripture. And we're already planning to read some passages of scripture. Yeah. We're going to look into that. We're going to develop that and 
take it away into our lives and put it into practice. Yeah. But that's how we deal with anxiety. Yeah. If you if you are experiencing anxiety, or if you're going through a hard time, um, please do contact us. Would you like to pray for Damian? Pray for the people. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lord, I just lift up um, uh, the, the people that are listening. And, and as we, you know, Damien's voice and his words have uh, um, passed into the space that you're, you're sitting in right now. Uh, because it, there's, a, there's a, an urgency and a will and, and an anointing like here in this room. Um, as, as Gabriel a moment ago, he just started speaking in tongues, just felt the spirit move through him. And, and I pray the spirit right now, where, where you're sitting right now, listening to this, would come. His anointing, his power would move, his grace would abound. The atmosphere would be palpable with God's spirit, touching your heart and your mind and your senses right now. And I pray that God would touch you in those areas that you are deficient, that you, he is our, um, our portion in this world, in this world, in this divided world between, between here now and heaven. We have to walk this path in this, in this emptiness sometimes, but you are our portion in this world. And we now, we pray, God will meet you. Pray God will meet you in, in that in that shortfall, in that gap. We pray and seed in that gap right now. As four of us are gathered together, we're bound. We stand in your word. When we when we lift up and praise Jesus Christ to walk with us, that He is with us. Know that He is with you right now in that room, in that space you share. Whether it's with you by yourself or with other people, know it. Have faith. It's only by faith that we we experience the kingdom of God. Let your heart burst out and reach that 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 closeness. The kingdom of God is closer than you realize. Let Him touch and meet you in your needs right now, because He's good, kind, gentle, serving God. And touch you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this and be blessed.